All right, welcome back. Sunday morning. Sunny Sunday morning in Oakland. I woke up at uh, 6. Couldn't get back to sleep. So I drove to the Phil's Coffee in Rock Ridge, about 10 minutes away. Got a filtered sole with uh, oat milk. Filtered sole has kind of a hazelnut flavor. I can't really get that at home, so I like to get the filtered sole when I'm on location at Phil's in Rockridge. Um, so nice driving out when there's no one on the roads. Sun's rising. Shout out to my dad, Mr. Cub at Comcast.net, who uh, does stuff like that. <laughs> Today's pod is brought to you by Progressive for young homeowners who are slowly becoming their parents, or quickly in my case. We all see it. We all see it. He has blue hair. All right. Uh, I I tried a new scorekeeping method last night. Uh, I used my notebook, my like journal. What's this thing called? It's called a... Notebook or journal. I don't know what it's called. But the Celtics played the Knicks on ABC Primetime in Madison Square Garden. Mike Breen on hand. J.J. Redick and Doris Burke, I believe, was the crew. Good crew. Maybe the best crew. Breen, Doris, J.J. Those are... That's a that's a heavy hitter club right there uh, in terms of insights and entertainment ability. Love those three. The Celtics played the Knicks. Um, I kept score in this way where I was just marking ticks next to each player's name when they did something good. Hey, if you want to check it out, I'm on Instagram. I'm on social. It's me, Tom, your host on Instagram. Find me. Same logo as always. Lou Trevino. Shaking his head in Happy Gilmore. That's what I look like. So you can check out the new Me Tom Your Host box score for this game on Instagram. I got I got two posts up there, one for the first half and then one for the second half plus finals. So it might be easier to understand if you're looking at it. So go ahead and pause the podcast. I'll wait. I actually won't wait because... You'll wait. Anyway, um, so I put a tick next to each player's name, like a tally, when they did something good. A a classic tally is an offensive contribution. A tally with like a sword or a tick mark through it is a defensive contribution. And a little upside down capital T is rebounding or... Loose ball stuff contributions. So I kept track of each player each quarter and got some interesting results here. So I want to take you through these, see if there's any questions. Um, I thought it was kind of an interesting and fun way to watch the game, kind of keeping score myself in my own way. The first quarter, the Celtics are an absolute wagon. I don't know if I've told you that before, but they're just out of control good. 
they're they're going to win the finals. They're they're the best team by a lot. So I don't see anyone beating them. Tatum was outstanding in the first quarter. He especially with rebounding, which is the one thing that he did that you know not uh, many of his other teammates did. You know, not not that it was bad, but he was a standout rebounding wise in the first quarter. Also scored a bunch, got some good defensive plays. Tatum is just a monster. He's the one guy who shows up consistently in all three of these phases that I have decided are important uh, is Jason Tatum, especially with the rebound. Um, he just skies like no one else can. And like his, his ball reading ability, like when the ball comes off the basket is incredible. So huge first quarter for Tatum. Uh, Jalen Brown scored 10 in the first quarter. He also scored 10 in the second quarter. Uh, Jalen Brown had a huge scoring night. He led the Celtics in, in scoring overall. He was, he was like the, the main guy, give him the ball and let him go to work. Go to work, Jimmy, go to work. That's uh, Tom Thibodeau from his time back in Chicago. And also in Minnesota. He also coached Jimmy Butler in Minnesota. So Jalen Brown had four huge buckets in the uh, in the first quarter and then five huge buckets in the second quarter. Porzingis was scoring easily early. He was great. And then Drew Holiday, he's got a bunch of defense ticks next to his name because he was just all over the place. What what Lauren, my wife, says is that possession is fluid with Drew Holiday. It's like if the other team has the ball, it's it's only a matter of time. <laughs> That's all it's all up for debate. It's all up for negotiation when the other team has the ball. Drew Holiday sees the other team with the ball and he envisions himself with the ball and he takes it. It's awesome to watch Drew Holiday. He steps up defensively like no one else can. And that's why I think sometimes on this Celtics team, it's not always easy to see Drew Holiday's impact because they beat so many teams by so much that he's often not really needed in terms of getting a big steal or shutting down the other team's best scorer. Uh, Cause it doesn't really matter, but it's going to matter in April, May and June when this team is making another finals run, he's going to, come up with some big plays like he did in the 2021 finals with Milwaukee. Uh, so Drew Holiday, his impact, his total impact on this team is yet to be seen. Excited to see it in the playoffs. Um, Hauser came off the bench. He was pretty good. For the Knicks, it was just Jalen Brunson in the first quarter. It was just the Knicks going to Jalen Brunson every single time and him scoring. He, he put in eight field goals in the first quarter. He had 13 points in the first quarter. But the offense, especially with Julius Randle out for the Knicks, is totally one-dimensional. It's like, just go to Jalen Brunson and let him make a play. It was exactly the same with Thibodeau and Derrick Rose in Chicago. It's like we had other, you know, like Joakim Noah is pretty good offensively. And I think Jimmy Butler was on that team towards the end, too. Uh, They had other offensive weapons, but with the Tom Thibodeau team, it's just like, Give the ball your best player. Let him go to work. It's him and Mark Jackson are similar in that way. Go to work, Jimmy. Go to work. So Jalen went to work last night, eight field goals in the first quarter, but that was pretty much it. Uh, Precious Achua had some big plays. He had a good game overall. He's like, he's good for that team, but 
they need more help from Ananobi and uh, Julius Randle if they want to really start winning at a good clip again. This is their, it's just all about Brunson right now. Um, second quarter, both the teams kind of, I think they it was 32 to 32 in the second quarter. So just kind of traded baskets. Uh, Brunson was a little quieter. This guy McBride off the bench was good for the Knicks. I don't know why Thibs didn't play him in the second half because he was really good. And I don't know, you know, why he didn't get more minutes. Uh, kind of, it seems like weird coaching decisions all the time from Thibs. Uh, Josh Hart was great. Some good rebounding. They call him the best rebounding guard in the league. They don't call him that for nothing. He was really good. I love his uh, hustle energy. Josh Hart, great team team guy. Uh, so the Celtics were up four after the first half and kind of looked like it was only a matter of time uh, before they started blowing it out. Because like eye test wise, it was they were playing so much better. I thought the Celtics were than the Knicks. The Knicks were within four, but it seemed like they kind of had Brunson figured out at that point. And it was unclear where the offense would come from, from the Knicks in the second half. Second half, third quarter is where Tatum and the Celtics just started going off. It was Tatum and Porzingis mostly with also some more buckets from Jalen Brown, but Porzingis was rebounding. He was defending. He was scoring. He was doing everything. Tatum was doing everything. Another couple great rebounds, a steal or two. Uh, he was awesome. So it was mostly those two guys. It was it was the Knicks starters against the uh, Celtics starters in the third quarter, and the Celtics starters crushed them. Uh, the score of the third quarter was Celtics thirty five, Knicks twenty six. So Celtics outscored him by nine points in the third quarter. Brunson hit some more shots, but he also missed a lot more shots. Josh Hart, some nice plays. Precious Achua, some some nice plays. I think Achua was the Knicks' second best player in this game. Behind Brunson. But Brunson was just doing the scoring. And he can't do it all by himself. Good game for him, but overmatched, I think. And then... Fourth quarter, Al Horford had some really great hustle plays off the bench. He was kind of like weirdly a closer in this game, I thought, Horford, because uh, he hadn't played very many minutes until the fourth quarter, and then he came in and had a lot of energy and started just kind of throwing his weight around. Good rebounding, good putbacks. So Horford kind of led the charge in the fourth quarter, and then by halfway through the fourth quarter, it was pretty much over. The Celtics were up uh, 18 with four minutes to go. So it was kind of <laughs> academic at that point, as they say. Um, so I totaled up the offense, defense, and rebounding good plays from all the players. And uh, the Celtics, I mean, 53 good offensive plays to the Knicks 39. This is just totals. Uh, defensive plays, it was the Celtics 19, Knicks 7. And rebounding plays, it was Celtics 20, Knicks 13. Even though the Knicks are a good rebounding team and they did rebound well, um, 
the Celtics just are better at it more quietly. <laughs> so they just kind of got all the rebounds and, I don't know, didn't make it look maybe as spectacular, but just dominated in all phases. The Celtics offensive leader was Jalen Brown with 13 good offensive plays. Sometimes I count assists an assist and the bucket for like a really good play. Sometimes I just count the assist. Sometimes I just count the shot depending on what kind of play it was. Uh, but Jalen Brown had 13 of those. So good for him. He was, he was dominant in that game. Uh, defensively, it was Drew Holiday. No surprise. Six defensive gems, mostly in the first quarter, kind of setting the tone. Uh, he guarded Jalen Brunson a bunch, kind of shut him down in the third quarter, especially when it was all Jalen Brunson on offense and the Celtics figured it out. They're like, all right, Drew, Drew, go guard him, shut him down. Good stuff from Drew Holiday. And the rebounding leader was Jason Tatum with five cool rebounds slash loose ball plays. So that's Jalen Brown. Drew Holiday and Jason Tatum, the three offensive, defensive, and rebounding game ball from the game. Porzingis was also great. Derek White was also great. Celtics are just, they're a wagon. Um, I started to look at, kind of do the same thing for the other game that was on, which was Nets-Wolves. Uh, Celtics won the game 116 to 102, by the way. They covered Celtics minus five and a half. Won me a small bag on debt. So I tuned into Nets Wolves for the fourth quarter, and it was pretty sloppy. The the Wolves were up 70 to 66 going into the fourth quarter. So I started writing down names and people who did good stuff. Uh, for this game as well, kind of same scoring system. Uh, outset of the fourth quarter, it was all Cam Thomas for Brooklyn. I think he took just about every shot, and he hit four buckets or five buckets quickly in the fourth quarter. Um, but there wasn't really a whole lot else in terms of great play. Um, Carl Towns had some nice plays, but also had some bonehead plays. That he he's the uh, the namesake of the O minus now. Carl Towns, I mark O minus for a play that he had where he like threw the ball out of bounds or something, and then got angry at a fan. I don't know. He's just he's kind of out of control. So he was kind of Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, as he tends to be uh, offensively and defensively. And then halfway through the quarter, Anthony Edwards came back into the game. And I have written down for him, Oruru. It was like offense and rebounding. He was just doing everything. It was awesome. He started to get MVP chants from the crowd in Minneapolis. That was cool. And as soon as he came back in, they the Wolves just ran away with it. And he was by far the MVP of the fourth quarter from what I saw. The Wolves won by quite a bit they definitely covered the spread so another small bag on that uh it was nice because they were only up four when i tuned in and then they won by 15 or something to uh give me that second bag so two for two last night dear listener hope you bet along with me because 
If you did, you could have picked up some bags. What else is going on? It's, uh, it's sunny again today in Oakland, but it's kind of cold again. Yesterday seemed to be our nice day in terms of temperature. Now it's back to its old ways. Uh, there are two ABC Sunday showcase games on today. One at 10 and one at 12.30 for me, Tom, your host. Let's see here. Games. Bucks at Sixers. Uh, I saw a teaser for this on ABC or ESPN Industrial Complex. It said, uh, Giannis versus Maxi. Because <laughs> it was supposed to say Giannis versus Embiid, but Embiid is... Trying to recover. So it'll be Giannis against Maxi at 10 Pacific on ABC. That could be an interesting game. Uh, neither team played last night. The Sixers are still beat up. But I still think they'll figure it out at some point with uh, Buddy Heald, Tyrese Maxey, and Tobias Harris. Those are three pretty good Offensive players, except maybe Buddy Heald. Maybe I'm thinking of Buddy Heald 2019, 2020, because I don't know if he's done a ton lately. But I think he's just trying to find a, a system where he fits in, and the Pacers kind of replaced him with Halliburton and uh, those other guys. But so we got Bucks Sixers. Um, for the Bucks, it's Lillard. Beasley, Crowder, Giannis, Brooke Lopez going up against Maxi, Heald, Harris, Batum, and Paul Reed. The Bucks just won in Minnesota, I believe. So they're coming off a nice win there. Damian Lillard missed a ton of shots, um, just like he did uh, last Sunday. That was a week ago now that we had to watch that. Dame Lillard taking it away from Tyrese Halliburton in the all-star game in Indianapolis. <sighs> anyway, um, I think these teams are, I think the Bucks are a better team, um, especially with Giannis, who's still dominant. He's game-time decision, but expected to play. Middleton's still out, but I think with Giannis on the court and Brooke Lopez, uh, you know, the Sixers' big guy is Paul Reed, and their next biggest guy is Nicholas Batum, who I don't know if he can hold his weight inside against Giannis, to be totally honest with you. So I think the Bucks are matching up really well for this game. Um, Maxi will score a bunch on Lillard because Lillard can't play defense. Uh Buddy Heald up against Malik Beasley. That's kind of a wash. And then Tobias Harris will be checked by Jay Crowder, probably, who can play pretty good defense. He can contain Tobias Harris. So I think this is a pretty good matchup for Milwaukee. Uh, I think they're going to be favored by Tree. Let's check it out. They're favored by four and a half. So... To cover four and a half in Philly for Milwaukee, I think they can do it. I might put a small bag on the 
bucks, but I'm going to continue to think about that. And then at 1230, also on ABC, national television, that's my radiator, that's for the heater, it's made out of metal, so it's very loud. The Lakers are playing the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix at 12.30 p.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. stick time at the Talking Stick Casino and Resort. They use Pacific time for most of the year, but Arizona doesn't use daylight savings, I think. So we're in the same time zone as them. Hmm. Go check my math on that. Can't remember exactly how it works. The Lakers are starting D'Lo, Russell, Austin Reeves, uh, LeBron and AD, both game time decisions, and Achimura. The Suns are starting Devin Booker. Eric Gordon is a game time decision. Grayson Allen will play. Kevin Durant will play. And Nurkic is a game time decision, but expected to play. Bradley Beal's still out. Not sure what's going on with him. Maybe they're just trying to not show their hand. The Phoenix Suns are not showing their hand until the playoffs, which is a good strategy if you're sure that you have the same hand in the playoffs when you haven't played together at all. Why am I getting notifications? I thought I put it on DND, baby. Okay, so... This I don't bet on Lakers games. No more parties in LA. I can't bet on this game, but I think it's gonna be Phoenix by two and a half. I think. It's Phoenix by four. Won't bet. We'll watch so long as LeBron James, the greatest of all time, some say, will play. Me, Tom, your host, will watch. Uh, Dallas is playing in Indianapolis. That should be a good game. Cleveland at Washington, not interested. Orlando at Atlanta, not interested. Bulls, Pelicans, sorry, but I'm not really interested. Here's the game of the day, the late game. There's a small chance I... uh, drop some bags and go to this game. Check my bags at the door for an entry ticket to Nuggets Warriors at the Chase Center in San Francisco. Don't think I'll make it over there, but thinking about it, see what Lauren wants to do. Maybe she'll want to come, but she is very pregnant. So we'll see. And she might be tired after tiling again. She could probably hear me. She's a hero in our Second bathroom, putting up the shower wall. We're getting there. OKC Houston, just kind of an interesting game. Uh, OKC is laying six and a half on the road in Houston. Spurs Jazz, not interested. Charlotte Portland, oh, what happens when an unstoppable force hits an immovable wall? Bees versus Portland plus the points. This is gonna be this is gonna be a a barn burner of a betting event, the, the betting event of twenty twenty four, Charlotte at Portland, hipster central. That's what I say. Uh, 
Charlotte at Portland. I think that Portland will probably be favored by three and a half at home. Let's see what it is. It's Portland by two and a half. Portland minus the points or B's plus the points? One of them must win. (laughs) It has to. But which one will it be? The Kings are playing the Clippers at the Forum in L.A. I'm going next week. Clippers, Lakers. Shout out Grant LeBeau. Dane. Mike D. It's going to be a good time. Got an outrageous deal on a sick Airbnb. It's usually $5.50 a night down to $1.40 a night for us four boys. That's going to be fun. But tonight the uh, Kings are playing the Clippers and Clippers are favored by five and a half. Go Kings. Always root for my Kings. East Bay's team, they call them around my house. So got a game coming up, so I got to get the bags off. Uh, Milfy stuff, uh, Milwaukee, Philadelphia should be a good game. And, uh, then we'll watch Lakers Suns too. go, go bucks cover the four and a half point spread in Philly.